today was tough. I really didn't want to wake up at all today because now that all my classes are done, all I have are two papers, one of which is due Friday. So I wanted to get an early start on it. And, you know, I woke up this morning at 8 and uh, looked at my watch and said, it's 8 o'clock. Wow, man, I'm tired. Uh, and then right after I thought, oh, I'm tired, it was 10 a.m. So <laughs> that, was, uh, that was rough. And then I didn't get out of bed for another hour. I am so motivated, everybody. But um, no, after I got up and uh, started working on my paper, I thought about what I was going to do this show on today. And you know, now it's 5 o'clock. And after I got through more uh, paperwork and an episode of True Detective, an episode to come later this week, hopefully, I'll uh, talk to you guys about my uh, most recent bad movie movie review, which came out yesterday on the uh, Newfec blog. It was an Easter bunny puppy. Now, this movie was made by the same guy that made a talking cat, or no, sorry, a talking cat, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. And uh, his name is David Decoteau. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. But this time he uh, used a pseudonym, Mary Crawford, for some reason. And this movie focuses on an Easter bunny puppy, as you would gather from the title. Now, the poster for the movie, or whatever comes up on Netflix for this movie, is this adorable little lab with bunny ears and a little Easter basket next to him. And the first thing you see when the movie boots up is that just sitting there on the screen. It looks like a YouTube video where someone just put in the album artwork for whatever song you're listening to or whatever. It's so bad. It just kind of fades in. And then this narrator um, starts talking. Hi, have you ever heard of the Easter Bunny puppy? Of course you haven't. It's not very popular, but let me tell you about it. It doesn't have anything to do with the puppy you see in front of you. He actually said that. It has nothing to do with the puppy that you see. And then it cuts to another puppy. This is me. My name is Russ. And, okay, so the narrator or whoever voices Russ... um, um, is a little kid. He's no older than uh, nine or ten, and his narration is horrible. It sounds like he's just stumbling through the words for the first time, and they just put that in the movie as, you know, Russ's thoughts. And it is Russ's thoughts, because unlike in A Talking Cat, where they tried doing these horrible little effects on the cat's mouth to make it look like it was opening and closing while uh, uh, Eric Roberts was talking, in this movie, uh, they put a little disclaimer. How am I talking while my lips aren't moving? Well, kids, it's simple. For the next 90 minutes, you all have the power of telepathy. That means you can hear my thoughts. Shut up. Oh, my God. I, this voice was grating on me the entire time I watched this movie, and it opens up just like that, just kind of discrediting everything you already thought about this movie or validating everything you thought about this movie if you went in expecting a complete shit show, which this is. The character of Russ is... Uh, telling you the story. It's from his perspective, almost like a talking cat where, uh, you know, the cat kind of orchestrates everything. But in this one, Russ takes a backseat to everything, just kind of hangs out and inadvertently does things. My next investment is in a CPU upgrade for this laptop. I'm so sorry about that cut. The GarageBand thing is uh, not functioning nearly as well with uh, my less than optimal MacBook Pro. Anyway, uh, so... Russ is there, and his humans, quote-unquote, are uh, Jennifer, who is a successful mystery writer, and uh, she's introduced by narrating a long passage from her book, which has nothing to do with anything. It's so pointless. And then her daughter, which... I forget her name. I can't say on this podcast. I'll bleep that out. Um... I don't really care today. I'm, I care more about this podcast today, even with all my swearing and uh, rambling, than anyone behind the camera of an Easter Bunny puppy does. Let me tell you that right now. 
So Jennifer's daughter's name is Lucy, and she spends the movie trying to get with this cute boy that just moved in down the street named Jake. And the rest of the movie just follows that. And so the mother ends up getting this assignment from her publishing because she's a famous mystery writer, and she doesn't know how to make any other book. But for some reason, they decide to send her this picture of the Easter Bunny puppy that you uh, saw in the beginning and say, this is the cover for your new book. Build something around that. And it's so stupid. And so she decides to completely uh, immerse herself with Easter culture because she's Jewish. You know, she doesn't know Easter at all. So uh, she spends lots of the movie dying Easter eggs and going on Easter egg hunts and wearing a bunny suit. And that's so much of the movie that it's infuriating watching a like three-minute-long sequence where her and her daughter are just dying Easter eggs. And I can't believe that they were able to get away with that and think that it was worth anything at all. I wrote in my review, they extended 20 minutes of actual movie into a 90-minute movie by padding it with just as much footage as they can get. Even then, they still reused footage because there's the same shot of the dog entering and leaving the room so many times. I can only imagine they had, like, five minutes with this Easter Bunny puppy or whatever. So the rest of the movie... um Jake and Lucy fall for each other and have a little thing, and uh, Jake invites Lucy and Jennifer down to his cabin back home or whatever, and they do their Easter egg hunt there. Because, you know, of course, this is Easter, and they have to do the research for the book or whatever, so they go down there, and there's even more long sequences of Easter egg hunts and more weird bunny suits that... uh, Jennifer asks people to wear so she can get ideas for her book. And they try to be funny and fail miserably. There's also a subplot where uh, Lucy tries to cover her butt because uh, Jake saw her in the bunny suit at one point. So she's like, oh, that wasn't me. That was um, um, uh, my twin sister. Yeah, so that's the plot. And she has to spend the rest of the movie juggling between these two like identities. But it It's failed so badly because uh, one of his other friends from back home falls for the twin sister that doesn't exist, and it's so trite and so stupid and so boring, but they try to pass it off as something that's funny, and the way that they act, it's so exaggerated. It feels like you're watching an old cartoon, but, like without any of the like silliness or any of the i don't know humor it's it's not funny at all except when you laugh at the director you're like what are you doing how could you make this movie what were you on when you made this movie and there's also another subplot where um there's this egg-shaped jewel that has to be recovered because you know someone went to jail wrongly for stealing it but in the end russ the dog inadvertently finds it as part of the Easter egg hunt and returns it to whoever. And the thief that actually stole it ends up like chasing them down with a gun. It's so bad. It's so terribly bad. And I wrote about this in my review, but I'll tell about it here. Um, The very end of the movie, because there's so little plot and so much wasted time with all of these long sequences that add nothing to the movie, there's a point where they all say like exactly what happened when they catch the thief. One character says, we caught the thief. And the next character says, and I came up with a new idea for my story. And the next character says, and I have a new boyfriend. And right there in the last like 10 seconds of the movie is when they just say everything that happened and that's all you need to know honestly all you need to watch to get the plot of this movie is last maybe 30 seconds 
And then you can watch the rest of the movie and laugh at it and not give a crap about it. Oh, my God. This is definitely a So Bad It's Good movie for the ages. I really hope, David Decato, whatever your name is, uh, I really hope that you keep making these movies so I have more movies to review and a lot more laughs to be had and a lot more self-reflection about why I spend all this time watching these bad movies. Because it's fun. That's why I watch them. It's fun. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. (laughs) 